may not mean nothing to y'all understand nothing was done for me so i don't plan on stopping at all i want it forever mine ever mine ever mine i shut down in the mall and selling that girl she the one for me and i ain't even planning to call i want it forever mine ever mine and we are back right here on the real 1100 am i'm your host kc pratt the rock star himself. Thank y'all so much for joining us right here. iHeartRadio. We checking in all over the world. My folks in India. I see y'all. My folks in Africa. My folks all the way out in Europe. My folks in China. My folks out in Mexico and everybody across the nation. I can't believe how many folks we got listening now. Whew. Let me calm down. I've been running all day. Jeff ain't got his butt back in the studio yet, but it's all right. We're going to have a good show anyway. Just to get some announcements out of the way, because I, I, I got a special guest in here today. And I promise you, I, I want to give him as much much time as I possibly can. Uh, but just to get a couple quick announcements out of the way. If you are out in the Douglasville area and you want to look fly and sexy like me and get that fresh cut, <laughs> I want y'all to go visit my good friends over at Studio 1211 Barbershop. We got a full stock uh, shop. We got all kind of barbers in there. You can get any style that you want in your hair. Uh, and you can see them uh, right there at 6405 Fairburn Road right there in Douglasville, Georgia, uh, you can Google them uh, and just Google Studio 1211 anywhere in the Douglasville area. I promise you, you're going to get all the information. You'll see all the beautiful five-star reviews. I mean, it is a great, great place. And you can see from my haircut, my barber know what he's doing. <laughs> Next, if you out in the Smyrna area, I want you to go visit my good friends over at Titans Fitness. They're keeping the rock star fit. They're keeping me buff. They're keeping me... Well, they got me losing weight right now. I don't need to lose no more. But <laughs> uh, you can go see my good friends over at Titans. You can visit uh, and and ask for Rachel Stuckert. Uh, that is my personal trainer. She is a part of Impact Fitness. She is a world champion, IFBB pro. And she is training the rock star himself for his first competition next year in June. So I want all y'all to come out and support me for that. Uh, but right now, I want y'all to go over to 1835 South Cobb Industrial Boulevard, Southeast, uh, and you can visit Titans or you can find them online at titans.net. Uh, tell them KC sent you and Rachel will give you a free training on me. Next, the mastermind is now sold out. And Jeff is finally getting to work. We see you, Jeff. Everybody wants to see you walking through the door. All right. <laughs> I keep trying to tell them, bro, we got we got a strict time schedule to, to stick to. <laughs> Under the bus. See how you push it? You knew I was going to get you, bro. <laughs> Under the bus, man. You knew I was going to get you. But the Mastermind for February is now sold out completely. Uh, you need to make sure that you take advantage of this Mastermind. If you want to make sure that you have a successful year, you want to make sure that you are doing the right things to move things forward. It is time to get rid of these fakes and these phonies and these gurus with this bad advice trying to sell y'all a whole bunch of marketing instead of showing y'all what really, really works. What'd you say about my daddy? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even start today, bro. <laughs> but, no, seriously, man, this mastermind, just just, just watching these people, you know, as the lights started to turn on, when they started to see it, and they was like, what? I ain't, I ain't need to run all them Facebook ads. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really ain't need to spend all that money on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Because... Too many times we listen into marketing 
instead of listening to the real advice from people that's really doing it and people that's done tried and failed. And trust me, like I tell folks all the time, I fail my way to success, so I know what don't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we also know what do. So we will be having another mastermind in March. Uh, so everybody can still take advantage of this thing. It is never too late to get your business right and get your money right and start moving in the right direction. Yes. Yes. Now, are we ready for the marketing minute? Are we ready for the marketing minute? I thought you was going to do a shout-out real quick, but you know. No, no, no. We're going to get straight into the marketing minute, man. The marketing minute of the day is know your audience. Do not Ooh. try to sell Ben a Benz when he's 10. So here's the deal. A lot of us are trying to sell a product, and we tell them features and stuff, and we don't know our audience. Now, Ben may be a male. He may like cars. He may like Benzes, but Ben is 10. So he's not your ideal audience. Amen. So stop spending all this money and doing all this to try to sell Benz to Ben when he's 10. Know your audience. That's your marketing message for the day from the smartest working man in growth business, Mr. Marketology, and the rock star, Brandon, KC Pride. <laughs> Woo! I ain't know if I'm going to get a shout out at the end of that one. <laughs> I shouldn't have after you pushed me under the bus. I still got tire marks on me, bro. <laughs> That's all right, man. I still love you, bro. But in studio with me today, I, I, I just couldn't wait to get to it, man, because I am so excited and I'm so honored just to be able to sit here with this man. He is a uh, world gold medalist Olympian. Gold. All right. He ain't come home with the bronze. Oh, all right. Not the silver. I ain't talking about nobody got the bronze because we proud of y'all too. If you yeah. got it for the United States, but <laughs> but he won't let us. He won't let us hold it though. I know he, he don't never bring the medal with him. Yeah, he said you ain't touch my medal. Hey, <laughs> you ain't run with me in the race. But now this 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 man is an author. He's a life coach, and he's just an awesome individual. He's doing so much to help families and children. He's done so much in me personally in my life to help me out as well. So welcome to the program, uh, Doctor Eric Merriweather. Hello, listeners. I am so honored to be here. Thanks to KC Pride and his co-hosts. I think this is going to be a fantastic day. It is. Oh, yeah. Man, what you got going on? Man, I'm telling you, it's it, there's a lot of things happening in 2022 oh. with, with the nonprofit organization, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, we know we still got COVID going around, so our numbers are steadily increasing at the nonprofit. And the name of the nonprofit is the African American Association of Georgia. And also, new for 2022 is the African American Association of USA. Wow. So we want to take this to... A different level, so okay. to speak. We don't want to just be state oriented. We want to be nationally oriented. Oh yeah. Meaning that we want to be able to help people across the board, whether it's in the state of Georgia or outside of the state of Georgia. But everything started here in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Some twenty years ago. Wow. Wow. Twenty years. Twenty years. Twenty years. Full grown. Full. It. It is literally. <laughs> Say y'all more legal. <laughs> absolutely. The baby has grown up, and the baby is full grown. And I think it's time to take this to a total different level when it comes to the organization and what we want to do for our families in 2022. Let me tell y'all a story about this man. Like seriously. So everybody knows that we did the, the we did the first ever uh, uh, Atlanta Business Journal. Uh, holiday party, right? Right before, Dr. Eric called me. He said, man, I can't make it. I said, oh, I got to have you there, man. He said, I, I'm sorry, Kev. I just can't do it. He said, but I got a donation for you and all this type of stuff. I said, all right. So I'm riding. Uh, we, we we trying to get all these toys from this. And you remember how many toys and stuff we had? Yeah, it was trees. a lot. Yeah. So we, we got the little 328 pack, bro. 
Like I got a little bit. I mean, a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, it's your, thing packed. Up, upgrade your being. Yes, sir. Everybody keep telling. I don't like them big bodies no more, man. I I love my little small cock and whip in and out. But no, seriously, we got this thing packed down to the rim with toys. And I'm thinking I'm finna go over here and pick up a bag of toys. Right? He said, stop over here by the warehouse. I knew something wasn't right when he said warehouse. (laughs) 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 He said, stop over here by the warehouse. I got some stuff for you. And uh, number one, bruh, four cases. Yeah. Four cases of toys for kids. I mean, we were able to help so many just off that one donation. Like, I know at least 50, 60 kids we was able to give a toy to just for them to have something and say, hey, we care about you. You deserve to have something for Christmas just yes. like everybody else. So I, I, I have got to commend you. And like I say, then on top of that, I told him, I said, look, I got a special family that they they don't have anything for Christmas. The 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 mom is just distraught and this type of stuff. I said, it's a, it's a young man, it's a young boy, and it's a little girl. He filled a bag just full of toys. I mean, we were able to put toys all around that tree and give those folks a full Christmas because of you, man. And I, and I can't commend you enough for that. I, I just can't. I, I appreciate it, and I love you for it, brother. Because just to be able to put that smile on the folks' face like that for Christmas, because I know what it's like. You know, at Christmas time, and, and your kids, everybody deserves something, everybody wants something, and this type of thing, and you can't do it as a parent. I didn't have, I didn't have a year like that. Absolutely. It, 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 it is something that just it breaks your heart as a parent. And to be able to put a smile on that, on that family's face, man, all because of you, I, I, I got to commend you for that, really. Well, I just want to say in regards to that, you, you know, we knew that the families were in need, so we like creating big smiles for our families, right? <laughs> yes, you do. Not only with toys, but with food, toiletries, and everything else that we get from our donors. So we are not the organization that gives you a small box just to carry you for a few days. Mm-hmm. We like to give you anywhere between 250, 350 pounds of product. Every time you come, he is right? not lying, brother. Wow. Because we really want to focus on the sustainability for food, right? So yeah. that families can focus on creating a better atmosphere for themselves. Because, you know, I heard on the radio coming in here, mental illness, there's so many things going on. But if you're dealing with food insecurities, it's rather difficult not only for a child to focus in a classroom, but it's difficult to just pay attention to your surroundings and everything that's going on with you in life if you're starving. So we just want to make sure that they're taken care of. But it was an honor that, you know, you called me to do something that we love to do anyway. And we were hoping with everything that we put together that the families know that they are loved, that they are cared about, and we want to do everything we can to make them whole again. So we want to keep them focused on being great while we help them with the food sustainability. Now, now let, let, let's, let's get back to the beginning of this baby. Okay. All right, let's go to the <laughs> newborn part. Because, you no, seriously, it, it, for you to go see this organization, like when I walked inside that building and you see this big, huge warehouse, I'm talking about they got so much stuff in there, look like Walmart almost, and all this is stuff that they're giving away. Yeah. And you started all this out your garage. I started it out of my garage, and, you know, that's one of the things that we're going to go by for the anniversary is the premise of starting out of the garage with 30 families. Wow. Oh, so wow. you just imagine you just having enough for 30 people in your garage 
right? And you start off with these families because these are individuals that I coach also. It's kids that I work with with track and field. And I always find them in need of food when we travel, in need of clothing, in need of toiletries and all these things. So I found myself purchasing this stuff for these individuals. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden there's this this thing. I call it God. Hell yeah. So I won't put a thing on it, but I'll (laughs) call it God. I felt like I had a visit and gave me the name of the organization, which started off as the African-American Association of Georgia, to do this thing. And I was like, no, you got the wrong person. Go get somebody else. I'm not doing this, right? Because of what the requirements were, you know, but I was like, I'm doing this already. And this is something that I love to do. Mm-hmm. And just watching the smiles on each of the kids' face was the ammunition that I needed to mm-hmm. do what I'm doing now. So after doing all of that and going through this whole process, because, you know, starting a nonprofit is not easy. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. That 501c3 it, it, paperwork I'll, alone ain't easy. <laughs> the good thing is I was fortunate because God told me to do it. And I'll share this with your listeners because the, this is going to let them know that the organization is blessed I filled out the paperwork myself, sent it off July 14th, had it back in the mail approved on August the 14th. Wow. So we're talking less than 26 days. And I say to the listeners, when God tells you to do something and you're obedient in what he tells you to do, he is definitely in the blessing business. Amen. So we have been blessed to the point of growth that we went from 30 families a month. And here we are entering into our 20-year anniversary, and we are now serving 11 Hundred families a month, which wow. equates to close to thirty thousand people a wow. year. Wow! Wow! So that's a lot of people because the average family is anywhere between three to five children mm-hmm. per family. So it's it's a lot. Um, we do a lot of events throughout of the, out the year that we focus on Black History Month, which is the thing that we're doing next month. Mm-hmm. We focus, of course, uh, we do this health and wellness thing throughout the summer. Okay. Uh, of course, Thanksgiving, Christmas, which are our busiest times of the year. We get, oh, my God, the numbers just increase totally. But our donors have been very good to us, especially the last two to three years with COVID hitting. Mm-hmm. Our donors have been spectacular, and I can't thank them enough. But, of course, I'm going to shout them out. Go ahead. Before, go ahead. Oh, if you want me to do it now, I'll no, shout them out now. So, they deserve it. I want to say thank you to Feed the Children. I want to say thank you to Midwest Food Bank. I want to say thank you to Convoy of Hope. I want to say thank you to Good 360. There's just so many people involved, not only from a personal perspective, but a corporate perspective as Mm -hmm. well. Even a shout out to PepsiCo and Frito-Lay and the things that they've done to help our organization with some new programs that we're instituting in 2022 as well. So I'm really, really excited. And 2022, I mean, we better dance, we better dance, we better dance, because you're starting off in 2002, and here you are 20 years later. Most nonprofits, they say, don't make it past, I would say, one to three years. And here we are 20 years later doing what we love to do. And it's so significant. It it, it is so significant. And And it's funny. I remember when uh, me and Michelle had this com- conversation from success, you know, that's the first thing in your career, yeah. to significance. Yeah. And and this is one of those type of things. It's like helping that many people. One, one big thing I, I, I just got to ask, you know, what was it in you that made you take up this 
this dismantle and, and decide this is my responsibility to take care of all these folks because you are an accomplished man. You are a doctor. I mean, you are an author. I mean, a best-selling author on top of that mm-hmm. and a, a gold medalist Olympian. You're a busy they, man. They doesn't let us hold no medals. Exactly. He don't bring it with they, they, <laughs> they are, they, You guys are still on this medal thing, but what? <laughs> one, of, one of the things for me is that the kids are so important to me because I was a kid once, right? Mm-hmm. And there are things that I went through that I just don't wish on people. Oh, yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, it's the things that I talk about in my patient dealing with rape and having to deal with those issues can really mess with your mental psyche. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. for me, you know, it was just about just giving back, helping people to get whole like I've gotten whole. You know, not being a victim anymore, but being a victor. That's you know? big. Wow. It, it, it is like, because if you lay in being a victim, mm-hmm. that will, for me, be the destruction of your life. Because oh, yeah. as a victim, you have a tendency to do things to feel good, but you're connecting to the wrong things to feel good. Wow. And one of the That's things powerful. that I had to focus on was self-identity mm-hmm. in order to help other people to know what it's like to self-identify what your mother told you, not what your father told you, not what the people around you or the kids in school say to you, but who are you? Mm -hmm. Trust your belief. When you have belief of greatness, trust it. Don't let anybody else shoot that down. That, 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 that is so, that, that whole message is so powerful because, you know, I grew up in a dysfunctional family similar to a lot of stuff that you, you have gone through in your life. And one thing that I found was, that moment I took responsibility because I was angry as hell in my yes. 20s. And yeah. I did all kind of just, yeah. just bad stuff. That's why I do so much good stuff now to try to make up for it. <laughs> You're still angry sometimes, though. Uh, is he? Don't get me started. <laughs> I think but, we all can go there. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all ain't had to go through this divorce. I had to go through it. But right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> don't get me started. But no, the, the, the real part, it was when I took responsibility. Yeah. It was like, look, yeah. yes, this happened to you. Yeah. But you don't have to keep perpetuating this and doing this stuff to other people. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's what I found so powerful. So I, I love that you speak mm-hmm. to that whole letting go of that victim mentality, because yeah. as long as you're a victim of somebody else, you can't fix it. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. easy to be that victim, because one of the things that I've, I've realized is sometimes it feels good to get the pity party. Yeah. So you're like, oh, how was your day? Oh, man, I'm just trying to make it. <laughs> oh, I'm going through this. Oh, I'm going through that. And you start to feed off of the attention that you get. From being a victim instead of saying, you know what, I'm not a victim and I I can get over this and I have bigger dreams. Because one of the things I've realized even in my life, once you become that victim, you start to limit your dream. You don't even know how to dream big anymore. You're just like, "Uh, well, I'm just trying to make it through the day. Everything about what happened to me. Yeah. 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 So, you know, with the organization, I just felt like I had to do that. Right. Because most of the kids... Well, not most of them, but some of them have experienced some of the same stuff that I experienced. So it was easy for me to identify the kids with self-esteem issues, the oh, yeah. confidence mm-hmm. and the lack thereof. Speak to that for a yeah. second. Why Why is it? And, and, and don't get me wrong, but why is it so many times as children, the stuff that happens to us, we internalize this as, as our fault? Not that daddy just wasn't right, something wrong with him or whatever. It's, we always in something wrong with me. Why, why do we do that as children? So my biggest thing with that, and this is something I talk about a lot when it comes to truth versus interpretation, right? Okay. 
So as children, when we grow up, we can only interpret who our parents are, right? And our interpretation sometimes becomes our truth when, in fact, we're still living off of interpretation because our parents are not honest with us as children. Oh, yeah. They don't share with us the bad things that they did. They don't share with us the bad things that they've experienced, Mm. you know. And I feel like if a parent is honest and truthful with their children, they give them the ability to make the right decision. But when you hide things from your children, a lot of times they end up reliving the same life that you had. Mm. So you didn't pass on to the generation coming after you with your truth. You should have shared your truth versus us having to relive that experience of what you've already experienced. That is so that true. That is true. Because yeah. for real, because a lot of times you just keep living that same thing trying to fix it, I guess, somehow. Yeah. But it's like you end up in bad relationships and, and everything that you've been through, you end up perpetuating that same cycle all over again. And I don't know if it's a, a thing that we're trying to fix it for ourselves or what, but it, it's just... Well, I've noticed, I've noticed even in our, our living in society, a lot of us co-sign on lies. Mm. And we don't mm-hmm. tell the truth. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll see it in the media and we'll say, oh, yeah, well, if you don't say anything, you're co-signing on that lie. Yep, Instead right. of saying, no, this is really happening. So, for instance, little example, we're here in Georgia. We may have some weather. And people call from out of town and say, man, I heard a tornado rip through Atlanta. And you're like, no, nah, not where I live. But, you right. you know, you co-signed. Oh, man, it was hard. We was in the house all day. <laughs> man, it was We don't sunny. know what happened. Yeah, we didn't even know until you called that there was even wow. any weather. But we co-signed on so many things on the lie instead of just saying, no, this is in my interpretation of the truth. The truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's with that that I think we should communicate more. Yeah. And we should communicate more in truth wow. versus having to be seen a certain way by saying certain words to make you look a certain way. Yeah. Just be honest with who you are. Yeah. Wow. Because my course and everything that I've done over this last 20 years with this organization has taught me to be intentional mm. about who I am. And when you're intentional about who you are, mm-hmm. then it has the ability to set the boundaries without you even opening your mouth. Wow. Wow. This seems like the yeah. theme for the week, right? It is. <laughs> Be intentional. Be intentional. Plan. Be intentional. Plan. A- a- yep. Absolutely. Be intentional. Even even if it's a nonprofit that you're starting, be intentional about that. But also be prepared to give your entire personal life up for a nonprofit because it requires you to do a lot in the beginning. You're the new yeah. kid on the block. The donors don't know you. Mm-hmm. The partners don't know you. They want to get to know you, but everything has proven ground. You have to go through a proving process. And I am happy to say that we have been so fortunate with the African-American Association to help so many people. And I know some listeners might say African-American Association. We're not only focused on the African-American. That's a big big key component to it Mm -hmm. but we believe that there's connectivity everywhere wow despite ethnicity there's connectivity you look at me ancestry dna i'm british i'm german i'm west africa so it's (laughs) like there's a lot of components to us right Yeah. yeah we just have to identify with who we are what we represent and and set 
a better level of expectation for ourselves. Stop allowing people, and this is what we try to teach the kids that we're working with, with the nonprofit, is just really identifying who you are, who your circle is, so that you make sure that you attach to the right people that can create growth. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you flatline because everybody around you is just like you, and it causes you to flatline because you have all these victims Mm -hmm. around you when you need to get three different levels of people. And my three levels for that is one, you get a group that's beneath you. Mm -hmm. One, you get a group that's on the same level as you. And then Mm -hmm. one, you get a group above you. The group beneath you is for you to look at to see where you don't want to go again. Mm. The group that's on the same level as you, there's people doing the exact same thing you do for betterment of life. And then the people above you have the ability to pull you up even to greater heights and deeper depths for yourself. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We got uh, Michael Fleming. He 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 chimed in. He said he's supposed to be doing some work with you this year. Absolutely, and I cannot wait to work with Michael because that's one of the programs that we're going to be working on, bringing people in so that they can identify their circles, so that they can understand who they really are. Because I think a lot of people are. I call it sight unseen, where you, mm-hmm. you're you only reacting to what you see, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. We have a front lobe and we have a back lobe. Your back lobe hides the stuff that most of us don't want to deal with. But if you start to deal with that and you start to look at things from the back lobe, you can create the space for growth because, you know, they say you are what you are. Yeah. So if you're attracting certain things, stop attracting based on sight, but attract what you can't see. Because even God says, eyes have not seen nor ear heard. Mm. So if you work from a perspective of the unheard and the unseen, then you don't give people the ability to step on your stuff or hold you accountable for a dream that's only meant for you. Wow. Wow. I told you, bro. I told you. I told you. Every time he come in, he going to drop it. Sometimes you don't want to know who you really are, though. Sometimes you be like, I don't want to be him. Oh, but you you got to, though. That's the thing that I had to do with the organization. I denied it, you know, Mm. because what God showed me is an education sports complex for the organization where we deal with education, where we deal with food insecurities, where we deal with family and issues with finances Mm -hmm. on getting bank accounts because all this subprime lending is destructive. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is very destructive. So we want people to understand what credit represents. We want them to understand what livelihood looks like, and we want them to understand what success looks like. So at the organization, we focus on the food to help with food sustainability so that we can help the families focus on their future. Now, we we fast there. This segment has gone so fast, but I I definitely got to get some of this stuff out, man. You up for a Lifetime Achievement Award. After all these other ones he got, mm-hmm. this man got award after. I think he got awarded by everybody in the state of Georgia at this point. <laughs> but now you're up for a lifetime achievement award. What does it feel like to just, just with this body of work behind you, you know, to to now see that you're getting this lifetime achievement award? What does that feel like for you? So the lifetime achievement award happened on December fourth. Okay. Wow. So this is my second one. The first one was from President Barack Obama. Wow. Where's the clap? I know, right? (laughs) And the second one that I just received is from our new president, uh, President Biden. Wow. So 
Yes. I know. Yes, I'm going to yes, give yes, it to yes, him. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I am excited to the point because it's a representation not only of growth. It's okay. a representation of significance. It's a representation of us being accountable and responsible for the community that we serve. Wow. So wow. I'm, I'm honored by that. I've received awards from the Georgia Senate. I've received a proclamation from uh, Congressman Hank Johnson. And then also we are now part of South Fulton. Really? So we are no longer part of Atlanta, but we are part of South Fulton. I, I, I am proud to say that the South Fulton Police Department mm-hmm. has adopted our organization, if that's wow. the right word wow. to say. But they have come by they like what we do, and I'm just looking forward to the future of doing something not only with them, but also having the opportunity to meet with the new mayor of South Fulton so that we can put some plans together to help these families that are in need. Now, I, I just got to get this out because I, I know he's such a humble man. He ain't going to talk about it. But uh, we got just a few minutes left in this segment. So I definitely want to get uh, your book out, you know, knowing your identity, because I know that, that it's such a powerful book and, and people really need to hear about it. If you can just spend just a couple minutes telling us about your book and then how uh, people can get it. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the book, and then I'm going to drop the information about the nonprofit because I want to challenge some people All right. done with this. The book is called Knowing Your Identity Through Christ, and like I said, it, it talks about a lot of stuff that happens in the African-American community in the 60s, the 50s, the, the molestation, the rape, the incest, you name it, things that you've experienced, the abuse in the household. Oh, yeah. So I talk about the struggles of going through that and what it felt like being a kid at the age of two when you're, when you're witnessing your mother being abused by the man that's supposed to be your mm. father. Mm-hmm. But the abuse, I can share this very quickly with the listeners, was about me not being his son. Wow. That's what he would get her for. So imagine what it did for my identity and knowing who I was. And it just, had to make you feel it, bad. It made me feel bad. But two years ago, we did a DNA and come to find out he is my father. Oh, wow. So did that make you feel worse when you find out he I was w- your I real w- father? I, I would say that because there was a part of me that didn't want him to be so that I could be justified in my actions. Mm. Okay. Right? Okay. But it didn't come out like that. It came out that he was my father, but it also made me look at him differently to do that to my mother when oh, yeah. I was his the entire time. So it made me mm. feel a certain way but I believe it created growth. So I no longer had to wonder about my identity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now I know. So I'm able to lead and help other people get there in spite of circumstances. It, it, it's mm. so beautiful when you look back and you finally see why God put you through it. Absolutely. It, it, is, it is an amazing experience. Absolutely. Now, how can folks support the, the organization so and, and, and give us this challenge? Because I'm on it. I'm okay. going to do it. Okay. So the the book itself, you can go to knowingyouridentity.com to purchase the book if you okay. want to purchase the book. And we're going to be coming out with some new things concerning knowing your identity as well that I've shared with KC here. But it's something once we get trademarked and all that other stuff, then we'll bring that to the light of what we're doing. But again, to celebrate this 20th anniversary for our organization, which is the African-American Association of Georgia, the African-American Association of USA, my challenge is to not only city leaders, it's to business owners, it's to anybody that's an entrepreneur or just 
loving kids. Mm-hmm. I'm challenging you to support this 20-year anniversary for more growth for the organization and what that looks like, more growth financially, because on average with the donors, they give us product, but we are still responsible for getting the product there. Okay, We're spending close to maybe $200,000 a year. Wow with freight costs. So if there's people that have trucking companies that want to donate, people that want to donate to our organization for this 20-year anniversary so that we can expand with more programs to help our help our youth grow. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we're doing with Michael Fleming. Our website is theaaausa.org. Mm. And also our phone number is 866-305-0572. But I'm saying get involved in any way you can, monetarily, from a volunteer standpoint, from in-kind donation. We take it all because I know you have a family. Everybody's connected to someone that needs something. And we want to be that group to be there for your family. So when you're thinking about us, think about your family smiling after they come to visit. But also think about you being part of a great system to make a family whole again. Wow. Cool. When I talk about somebody that's selfless, somebody yes. that's really in it for the right reasons, Dr. Eric Merriweather is the one. I promise yeah. you. This ain't about him. It ain't about his awards. It's really about helping these families. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, but, I'm going to take the good old doctor out to the parking lot. We're going to race real quick. Quick <laughs> as he really say he is. He's going to burn you out, <laughs> bro. And I hope my kids are listening because they know I'm up for a challenge. I got them. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. you are listening to the number one radio business show right here on the Real 1100 AM iHeartRadio, checking in all over the world. You got the rock star and Mr. Marketology himself. We'll be back after this. Hi, this is Dr. Williams with the Align for Life Wellness. I want to invite you to our new office at 1800 Jonesboro Road in Atlanta. Come in for a consultation, examination, therapy, and x-ray, all for just $100. What? Yes, $100. This offer expires soon, so call us to schedule at 404-383-1110 or find us on the web at www.yourfinespine.com. If you want to be fine, take care of your spine. We're open late. So, what's the asking price on these house? Uh, you'd probably be more comfortable living somewhere else. How long is the lease? Sure, you can afford to live here, but... How about the schools? We have twins. This neighborhood probably wouldn't be right for your kids. If a real estate or rental agent says anything like this, you are being discriminated against, and it is illegal. If you experience housing discrimination, go to HUD.gov slash fair housing and report it. Fair housing. The law is on your side. A message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment? Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows? Well, isn't that special? All on one app? Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. This is Abdul Chestnut of AEMG TV and XOD Network. I'm here getting it in with my man Casey Pride, the host of the number one rated 
Business Show. Are we jamming today? We are back right here on the Real 1100 AM and iHeartRadio, checking in all over the world. Thank y'all so much for joining. And we about to have a conversation about the future. A future. The future. The future is here. The future is now, brother. Yep. Joining us to the program, he is an expert in artificial intelligence. And mm. I've been telling y'all for years, it's coming. Now it's here. Now it's taking off. First jobs. of all, I, I have a problem. See, I was working at the store. Uh-huh. Thought I was doing a good job. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, they put in this AI. And all of a sudden, I'm just sitting on the curb looking at everybody do their own thing because the machine didn't take my job. Now, what are we going to talk about that? I'm, I'm trying to tell you. Matter of fact, we finna get into it because pro- it's <laughs> nah, probably his playing. fault. <laughs> he probably created it. <laughs> nah, I'm just nah. It's deeper than that. It's much deeper than that. Joining us to the program, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Abiog. Hey, did so I get it right? Hey, yeah, you did. You did. You're sitting from Alabama, but you guys, you guys beat my Bearcats. All right. Oh, man, yeah, you're so a Bearcats fan. Yeah, oh. yeah, so but sad. them dogs beat that roll tide, too, though. <laughs> so I ain't well, mad I about it. I sad because we weren't supposed to be there in the final four. Y'all had a good year, though. Yeah, thank you. Y'all had an excellent <laughs> year, actually. Well, Jared, we, we definitely want to jump into this conversation with you, man, because artificial intelligence now is literally the way it is the future and it's absorbing jobs i know we joke about it but it is absorbing jobs like you could not believe and this artificial intelligence it don't sleep it don't take a day off yeah it don't take a week vacation like jeff but <laughs> i was sick <laughs> and it don't get sick though and it don't catch kobe so give us uh, just a little background about your 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 business and and you being in this artificial space and this intelligence space yeah, so I'm one of the four co-founders of Standard Insights. Okay. And it's an AI-as-a-service uh, marketing platform. Wow. And okay. what we do is we help businesses leverage your first-party data okay. to help them drive growth and improve their market share. Wow. So basically what we would do, we would we would pull data either from your point-of-sales system, mm-hmm. e-commerce, and spreadsheets, run it through our uh, AI engine, mm-hmm. and... We can help that business target the right person with the right product at the right time. Wow. And why is this uh, helpful to that business? Well, it helps them. We can help them, you know, target the right person, but it helps them improve sales. Mm-hmm. It helps them improve average order value. Oh, yeah. It helps them improve or uh, reduce customer churn. Oh, yeah. And you guys had mentioned about, you know, AI uh, taking jobs. We're in the middle of a labor shortage right now whether you're uh, the low-wage, mid-wage, or high-wage job. So now mm-hmm. AI is going to be more prevalent oh, yeah. now and going forward. Yeah. But you're you, you starting to see a, a, a big change in it because even with marketing, it is so much data out there now that yeah. you feed these AI engines, Oh, I and they go it. pull all this stuff. They know what yeah. ads gonna work. They know yeah. how to rewrite that copy for you. They know exactly how to pull them keywords. It's it's just such an I amazing l- ability to have. I love it. It's like a magic trick. I mean, you literally can be talking about something and all of a sudden pull up your phone and be like, "Wow, that came up." Yep. And it and we think it's magic, but it's not magic. It, no. It's intentional. And and like he was saying, think about this. You go to a store. You're like, I don't really know what I want. Just but I know I want something, and then all of a sudden you get this this idea out of nowhere <laughs> that says, "Hey, you want this?" And you're like, "Yeah, I do want that," and pick it up. It makes your life so much easier. Oh yeah, it's like some person living in your brain. It is knowing how you're gonna what you're gonna do next. Yeah. And to your point, uh, Casey, it's all about the data. Oh yeah. And we've seen it. I mean, it's in our d- daily lives with Amazon and their product recommendations, Netflix and their movie recommendations. 
um, self Tesla under self driving cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But now as AI has become democratized, it's available now to the small mid sized businesses, mm-hmm. uh, provided they have enough data. And what you know, in the past, these AI tools were reserved for the Fortune 500 companies. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. your brick and mortar store, your brick and mortar. You're restaurant. breaking it down to small yeah. business. Anybody can take advantage. Yeah. Wow. Now, now explain this to me because a lot of folks get confused with machine learning. Yeah. They don't really understand. It's like, what does it mean? What is machine learning and all this type of stuff? When when we start talking about artificial intelligence and really the power of it, can you can you just lend a little bit to that conversation about machine learning to explain to people this is what's happening with this thing and this is why it's growing so fast. So AI just a. Re- High-level definition is getting a computer to think and act like a human. And then machine learning is a subset of AI. And it's different machine learning algorithms that you give instructions to the computer mm-hmm. and to tell it what to do. Wow. So, for example, for our you know platform, we can take customer data, we can take purchase data, and take a look at what Casey's predicted to buy or what Jeff is predicted to buy, and then execute campaigns around that. So when you get that email text, you're likely to buy. Hey, Jeff, you want to stop at McDonald's today and get this Big Mac? You're going to get off of it. <laughs> hey. I'm they not going to say anything about it because everybody <laughs> knows. Know. I'll, <laughs> I'll be at the drive through So AI, speaking of McDonald's, AI is just a fancy version of saying, would you like fries with that? Yeah. So wow. McDonald's made a lot of money way back when. Um, would you like fries with that? Now we have all this data coming from, you know, everywhere we got our phones now, right? Yeah. We didn't have it not that long ago. I'm 50 years old. We didn't have, I didn't even have an email when I was graduated from college. Wow. Right? So now you, we got this data and now with AI, the AI algorithms, which yeah. has been around for a while now, businesses can take advantage of it. it, it it's so amazing because nowadays... If your company ain't got a database, or if it ain't oh, got some man, type of data yeah. insights that you carrying along with it, it yeah. ain't no value, bro. And if you don't, don't know, nobody care. And if you don't know how to a- interpret the data, oh yeah, that's another thing. If people have a whole lot of contacts in their list yeah. and this that, but they're not actually looking at any type of behavioral information to make any decisions off of. And that's what makes AI so great. It's like okay, we understand. And then there platforms like social media where everybody tells their business <laughs> i know and they just let you know but they have no clue what's happening data, as yeah. you had pointed out right you know what's your customer ordering and how do you act on it yeah now, now let's talk about that because we really really harp on you know understanding your numbers understanding where your customers come from and this type of stuff how should business owners be processing their data and what data do they need to collect well, that um, could be a wide, varied question, but the basics is their customer data. Okay. Like, uh, you know, customer comes in, first-time visitor to your to your restaurant or, or your store, maybe mm-hmm. have them fill out a survey. I know that's a pain in the ass, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, give them a discount. Maybe just demographic, geographic info, just to get a baseline understanding of okay. who you are. Mm-hmm. And it may just give you generic recommendations. But as you come in to that restaurant or that store, it learns, learns, and, and compares your purchase patterns, what you've done in the past, and other people like you. Okay. And that's how it, it gets smarter and smarter over time. Does it tap into other data sources? Like, for instance, once you put in your name and stuff, I know there's certain companies out there that actually goes and trolls. Wow, well, I'm not gonna say trolls. <laughs> <laughs> he said trolls. They, they actually get all Looks your. For. Yeah, they look for all your information on all your socials on this, this, yeah. and they compile it. Okay. Yeah, it can. Okay. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, really, you look at your phone, you look at your bank apps, every time you sign up for a new app, it asks permission for you, can I access 
your pictures and all that. Oh, yeah. And you could say no, then you can't use the app. Yeah. But it's just a part of daily life. Now, I'm yeah. glad you I'm, I'm glad you, you, you mentioned that because I think we was having this conversation the other day. You know, because a lot of technologies nowadays rely on apps and stuff on your phones to mm-hmm. read everything on your phone and folks don't know it. But companies like Apple now are telling on them because I constantly get, you know, that notification pops up and says, hey, this person's been tracking you for the last two yeah, days. You might want to cut corp- this off. That's corporate warfare right there. But no, but how does that affect what you guys are doing, though? That's that's my question. Does that affect the information that you guys can collect? So that's a good point, and that's a great question because if, if you – I don't know if you realize this, but third-party cookies are going away. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that means that if you go to a website, they can't track you to other websites you go to. So now it's going to be more important for that business owner to really get that first party data, you know, in line. Really understand that customer journey. Really understand that customer journey. Because if you don't do that, you fail in customer experience and that customer can go to the competitor uh, a mile, two miles down the road. Now, uh, I'm I'm going to put this on Jeff or or push this towards Jeff because he is Mr. Marketology. How long before you take over his job? And we don't even need his mind anymore. He's already trying. To <laughs> I mean, I, you, 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 two minutes late for work, and he's already like, "How can we get the machine to sit in his place?" But no, seriously, because you got to think about it. At this point, these AIs have enough information. It's so much stuff out there, and they have enough databases to tap into. I mean, they can damn near create this stuff themselves. Yeah, but you never want AI or a piece of software or an app just to run by itself. So it's going to be a hybrid. Of humans, Jeff. Okay. And I'm and necessary. Software. I'm glad he gave you job I'm back. Necessary. So we'll, we'll he Jeff gave you job back. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going, I was going to stand the insight. <laughs> but what happens is, and and I always tell people like, hey, you, you don't need my, uh, you don't need you know the software. So, and you go, okay, maybe. And I go, hey, Jeff, here's this exercise. Here's um, a list of two thousand customers. Here's a list of 500 products, uh, now identify what each of those customers are likely to buy amongst the 500 products. It would take so almost now, six months. Yeah. And yeah. So now we have it set up. It can do that in a the, in the snap of the Now, how uh, important is it for these businesses to be early adopters? Because I remember back in the days when, when the Internet came around, they were like, I don't need a website. I don't need this. Network. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. So when the company first started like three, three and a half years ago, I remember I was out in a trade show in Denver wearing my trade show badge. I was at a happy hour and someone asked me, you know, what I did. And I told him, hey, um, you know, I co-founded at that time, just started an AI software company. Mm -hmm. Now, oh, you're taking my jobs away. But now, fast forward, we're, what, two years into uh, COVID? Mm -hmm. Um, You're making my job so easier. You're making (laughs) my job so easier. I can't find a marketing person. Or I need someone to analyze this data it's going to cost me at least $100,000 to hire a data scientist. Yeah. We can do that at a fraction of a price. So to your point of the early adopters, this COVID thing, yeah, these last two years has helped uh, the tech companies out. Wow. That's big. Now, now, speak back to that. You know, folks, y'all taking my jobs. Y'all taking my jobs. Y'all taking my jobs. And we do see now machines are running a lot more stuff than yeah. what they used to because factories, most of that is ran by computers. When you go to the grocery store now, mm-hmm. you got one cashier and by 50 registers that everybody checking themselves out. So a lot of this type of stuff, it is it is starting to take over. Even at McDonald's, it's self-service now. Yeah. T- so to your point, we're facing inflation. Okay. Right? Um, 
from a wage inflation and then the price inflation. So mm-hmm. when we're going to the gas pump, when we're going to Mickey Ooh, D's boy, or what have you, buying that beer, <laughs> it's more expensive than it was, you know, six months ago. So oh, now yeah. we have uh, product inflation. Then now we have wage inflation too because you talk to any restaurant owner, they can't find workers. Mm. And if they've got, you know, willing a willing party, well, I was paying the, you know, dishwasher ten dollars an hour mm. now they want 20 that's a hundred percent increase well what does that mean well you got to increase yep. everyone's salary yeah a hundred percent and that now that ten dollar burger becomes a twenty dollar burger i was gonna say jeff ain't gonna pay twenty dollars for that big man right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm paying my share but um also it also uh, helps businesses with their actual customer experience yeah because a lot of these jobs uh pre-covid <laughs> pre-pandemic People act as if they didn't want to work there. They have attitudes. They act this, that. Now it's like you can be replaced. And so a machine isn't going to give you attitude. Hopefully they won't yep. give us attitude. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you're absolutely right. But they're hybrid, right? So, for example, um, you know, a restaurant that at time, you know, maybe pre-COVID, it took a wait staff of 10 yeah. to run it. Um, but now you can't find a, a wait staff of 10. Maybe you can only find a wait staff of three and everyone like wants their uh, pay raise. So yeah. now what's a happy medium? Well, with an AI driven ordering app, yeah, uh, it can predict if you go to that restaurant often, it can predict that you may like, um, beef dishes with a certain type of beer and maybe you like chicken dishes with a certain type of wine. So now he knows us so well, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> he he must've ran does. a scan on us. He does. <laughs> I scanned you guys before you came in here. Now, if you're that restaurant owner, you may not need to have a wait staff of 10. You may only need a wait staff of three mm-hmm. and you can pay the, those three or four people the wage they want mm-hmm. and everything else can be uh, taken care of by the, by the software. Okay. So now it's a hybrid approach and giving it back to what we talked about you're a marketing uh, person, so we're not going to get rid of you, Jeff. I know, man. I need so my job. Bit, yeah. I need my job. Now, now, one of the biggest things, that, the, 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 the things that uh, most computers don't do well yeah. is that original creativity. Mm-hmm. Like, it can mimic anything it's seen before. It can find what works best. Mm-hmm. But it can't do the creative part yet. How long before we see that these things can think and, and start designing and, and putting all this stuff together on its own? No, I'm sure there are platforms out there, AI-driven platforms, that help out with that creativity a mindset, whether you're writing or, or creating ads or, or what have you. Yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. There are no, there, I, I know those, but when it actually comes to like the design portion, because yeah. we've got we've got programs that will tell you, all right, this is it'll scan the design and say, all right, this is what everybody gonna pay attention to, right. but it can't come up with that original idea. Yeah. So do, does AI ever get to that point, or being a creative still always gonna be that that key in this whole marketing world? So it's gonna be both. Okay. Right. Okay. Maybe started by the person, but yeah. you know, helped, bolstered by an um, AI software platform. Okay. So yeah, it's gonna be both. You're never ever gonna eliminate um, the human component to it, yeah. and you shouldn't. Just like with a self-driving car. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, now, now, oh, go ahead. Jeff. Oh, I love the fact that you can bridge now, though, the offline and online experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. That you actually can look at behaviors in a whole new way. And you can take that for a better experience. And I, I think businesses uh, should think about this. It's all about the experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
you know, and, and that's something that a lot of businesses fail because they sit in a boardroom and in the boardroom is a good idea, but only to the people in the boardroom. And they don't look at that experience. Uh, yeah, you made a good point with uh, customer experience. I mean, if you go to our website, the first thing on there is customer experience. Yes, everyone, like every software person or every consultant is going to tell you, hey, we're going to help drive sales and improve efficiencies. Mm -hmm. You know, same with us, but let's peel back the layers of the onion and using data, we can help improve the customer experience by presenting you guys the products that you're likely to buy, mm -hmm. uh, preventing customer indecision, and telling the customer what to do next. So if you can wow. get that, summarize that, and cap, you know, get that going, then that business uh, will sustain a bigger competitive advantage than someone who doesn't. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe the hour's up <laughs> already. Like, we are zooming through this show. But uh, real quick, how can people uh, get in contact with Standard Insights? How can people start using this software and start applying this to their own businesses? Yeah, so they can reach out to me. I'll give them uh, my email. It's jerry, J-E-R-R-Y, at standardinsights.io. It's all spelled out. Uh, you can go to the website, standardinsights.io, and there's a place for a book a conversation, mm -hmm. uh, book a demo. Or lastly, look me up on LinkedIn, Jerry, J-E-R-Y, Abiog, A-B-I-O-G, Standard Insights. I'm the only one there. Now, now just because we, we, we got you a customer sitting in here with you today, <laughs> how can this technology help nonprofits? Uh, that's, how can they help them do their job better? So we would have to analyze their um, you know, customer data in whatever actions that they want someone to take. So maybe we can analyze... Uh, profitability scoring or take a look at these these folks are more will donate a lot higher than maybe these folks and wow. target the messaging around that wow so wow. Yeah. That, that that's powerful that's big though. man yeah and like, i got one question sure when can i be turned into a cyborg and then <laughs> i'm gonna take the doctor out to the parking lot and we gonna race AI cannot help you with that, brother. Yeah. Trust me, that human right there gonna tear you up. I can't wait. We gotta record can, this after the show. Tell you what, I mean, uh, if you watch the uh, the wild card games, AI is being used in, in football because every fourth down situation, should we go for it or should we punt? Wow. And there's a little thing, there's a little ticker in the bottom. If you if you watch, like 45%, if you go with the run play, maybe 48%, uh, 49%, if you go with the wow. pass play. Wow. Now it's up to the coach and the players and the, the you know what you're feeling at that time. But AI is being implemented now as we speak in, in football. Falcons. Y'all need to hire them. I was going to say, y'all need to get stand inside for the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously they're not looking at the data. They don't know what to do on first down, <laughs> let alone for it. <laughs> But no, man, thank you so much for coming in, man. I am so excited and just so floored. I can't wait to go check out the technology myself because I, I, I know what the, the power of this AI and I know what it can do for folks. And I know what it does for a lot of folks' businesses. Yes. So I am so happy that you were able to come in and share this with us today. Unfortunately, we our time is up. Uh, right here on the Road 1100 AM, we will be back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Jeff, you got anything, man? Man, I'm just warming up. I'm stretching I think right Jeff now. over here trying to get a I'm resume. I, right I think you're now. trying to get a job interview. No, nah, you're trying to get me fired. You over here talking about... CGI him. We're going to CGI him from this point on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. It has been another episode of the Number One Rated Business Show right here on the Real 1100 AM, checking in all over the world through iHeartRadio. It is the rock star himself, Mr. Marketology, and we are out. First name basis in your city faded off the ground. Nino, she insists she got more class. We know swimming in the money, come and find me. Nemo, if I was at the club, you know I balled. Chemo, drop the mixtape.